Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim, we're in Denver today, um, and we're joined by a very old friend of ours. Uh, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's Chris Fonseca. Hi, Chris Fonseca. How are you? I'm doing great. I haven't seen you in a long time, but you look the same. I hope so. You look young. Yeah. How long have How long have you guys known each other? I met Chris in Texas, in Dallas. We were just talking beforehand because Chris and I at the Improv. I'm sure we met over there, and we we had so many mutual friends like Brian Mallow and Robert Hawkins and all those guys. So it's it's I'm, I hate to say it's twenty something years for us yeah. old folks. It's <laughs> a long time. Us survivors. Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? Thirty-one years now. Thirty-one years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think because I remember seeing your headshot um, at the Rose and Thistle. Do you remember that comedy club? Yeah, I and do. How did you get up there? It's not wheelchair accessible. Yeah, I, I <laughs> crawled up the, uh, the stairs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, how did you get up? Because it was like, a, it was not, because that was actually, that's where my parents, um, my parents had a bookstore and they, uh, Th- that was downstairs. And so I would work for them and then I would go up the stairs and do comedy. And th- it was when I was probably like 18 years old or something. Wow. So, and then I, 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 I saw your headshot up there and I, I don't know if I actually saw you up there though. Yeah, I did get up there. Like, they'd wave a corona at the top of the <laughs> stairs and I would get up there. Yeah, yeah. Well... It's good. It's who, good. Who needs a carrot when there's a corona? Yeah, that's actually... It's a corona a, on a stick would actually motivate more people, wouldn't it? It would motivate me, for <laughs> sure. I'm glad. I'm glad that you were up there. And I'm glad that you've been doing comedy for so long. Yeah, I think we did our senior around the same time. Yeah. In the 90s. Yeah. I did... Um, uh, yeah, I did it um, probably 12, maybe more times. Um, and I just did his show just again a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm supposed to do it in December. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. Would you do sets on it still? Would you do, like, do you do stand-up sets on TV still? Yeah. I almost never do. Do you do sets on TV still? Well, it's been a while, but I would. I almost never, um, I think... Well, you're panel now. You're like panel. Well... Yes, but you still tell sort of tell jokes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I get very, I get nervous. Yeah, it's weird to do like five minutes sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because we're used to doing like an hour on stage, so to pick five minutes is hard. I know, and also you have to be clean, which is hard for me. Uh, and non-controversial. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It's um, I don't know. It to me, it's it's a really nerve-wracking process because it's uh, you know that that's sort of the way that people will get to know you, you know, and that that you have to kind of encapsulate your whole being in that four. It's like four minutes and what thirty seconds. Four and a half minutes. Yeah. Exactly. The hard thing is when you're running the set to try and try it out. And, yeah. And it's hard to even sometimes just get a five-minute spot somewhere. But mm-hmm. I, I remember I, I was running a set, and I was doing just regular shows. So you do, like, the five minutes up front. 
mm-hmm. which was so weird because it was like all these like great jokes up front. And then you just like, okay, I'm done with that. Now I'll just go to the regular stuff. Yeah. Sort of thing. But it, it's like it took so many other pieces out of your act that you would need later on. But because it's just really you just do the punchlines almost and, and a quick setup for TV. It's so quick. Yeah, you just do like parts of like I yeah, like ch- select truncated parts of, parts of the, it's like greatest hits. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like to do a, like a headline set. Like I'll do that five up front, and then you've blown it for the rest of the act. Mm-hmm. Like you can't use all the rest of those. Jokes. I know it. It really throws me up. I, I've I've done really well on TV, but I've also really uh, bombed on television. Yeah. I, I've have you have you done poorly on TV ever? Yeah. Me, my worst thing I did was. The Jerry Lewis telethon. The Jerry Lewis telethon? You you bombed on Jerry Lewis? Yeah. (laughs) They put me on one time on Monday morning at 9 a.m. No. Right after Eddie Rabbit singing with children. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I could have choked them. I I mean, uh, how do you follow that? That's that's comedy. hard. I mean, that's really so. What? So it was like the telethon. That's like on. It's on all day and all night. It's a whole. It's like Labor Day, right? Which starts right. Sunday night and it go went, until yeah. Monday about six in the evening the next mm-hmm. day. So mm-hmm. by at nine a.m. <laughs> they've yeah. been up. Somebody's been up all night, right? And then yeah. you got to go in there after the Eddie Eddie Rabbit Love a Rainy Night and the yeah. Children's Choir. Exactly. Oh my God! I went. Straight to the bar. <laughs> I remember I grabbed Drew Carey and I said, we're drinking now. Oh, God, that's great. <laughs> I mean, who was the audience there, though? Who, who was in the crowd? It was the regular audience. Yeah. Because it was in Vegas, you know. Mm-hmm. And they would switch the audience by 9 a.m. Anywhere is bad mm-hmm. yeah. for comedy. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like if you have to do like um, uh, like some kind of a local like a morning show like with a really small right. audience, and then you kind of have to try to tell jokes in the. It's just never. I don't know. Like to me, comedy is so much about nighttime, oh, yeah, and um, exactly. kind of being in you know uh, a club and or a theater or something. It, it, it's just hard in the day. But that's weird. So, like, what um, did 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 Jerry Lewis actually introduce you? Yeah, he did. So you met him. Yeah. Is he a nice guy? Yeah, I really didn't interact off camera, but yeah, you know. Yeah, and they. I mean, did they have you on um, because you're in like that sort of? You're like one of the very very few comics that I've ever seen in a wheelchair. Did it mm. that? I think you and I think you know the one other one. Um, do you remember Benjamin Stewart? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only. Yeah. Do, you, do you know Benjamin Stewart? Yeah, I remember Ben. Yeah. Yeah. From San Francisco. I met him once up there. Yeah. Yeah. He um, he died, actually. And I went to his uh, funeral or sort of a memorial service and his family was there. And of course, it was it was at this Holy City Zoo. And uh, it was the comics were just acting really insane and they, they you know they missed him they were sad and yeah. they were showing um a video of ben talking and a little video of him and then behind his head there was like this porn playing it was like a porno and so and then it looked like the guy was fucking his ear 
and um, he's talking, and um, that's how I want to be remembered. <laughs> that is a good way to Some be remembered. Fucking my ear. <laughs> Somebody was fucking your your ear, his ear, and then he, the fam. But the family was so upset by it, they left. They walked out, and I felt really bad. Like I felt like that's really that's terrible. But then you know these, these the comics really loved him too. Well, to be mm. fair, I, I haven't made it to the end of a lot of pornos myself. <laughs> But you know, you, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a sad thing. I, I I felt bad. But so what? What? How do you get on? St- I mean, that's like like my all, my thing with your your is all logistics. How do you get on the stage? Do you ever? What, what are the? Are there ever any? They, do they put a ramp up or stuff? Most clubs do, but it's weird. One club way back in the early nineties, I would walk up with a walker. And they were afraid that people couldn't see me in a regular chair, so they put a barber chair on stage <laughs> and literally fucking cranked me up. Oh my god! So I could be higher. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, I love that. I love. Well, I love that you do comedy. What made you think like about? comedy as um, a career? What, what, what inspired you? Well, I started when I was studying journalism mm-hmm. in college, and I'd write a column which was funny or supposed to be funny, and I did an open mic night, mm-hmm. and it took off. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Where did you start? Here in Colorado. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went to a small two-year school in Trinidad, Colorado, and eventually came up to Denver and did open mics and took off from here. Then you do, do, do um, what is that, Comedy Works here? Yeah. Is that here then? Yeah, there's... Actually, two of them now, but there was also a club run by George McKelvey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's no longer around, and neither George. He passed a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so th- but you still live here. Yeah. And um, do you do the road a lot? or? Yeah, I tour quite a bit with... Pablo Francisco. Mm-hmm, of course. Yeah, really funny. Pablo. Yeah, really yeah, funny. Too. That's great. That's great. And then that's like, I mean, I don't know. I think part of what it it is about comedy is that if you're different, it's a really positive thing. Like, as opposed to the world where it's um, a little harder to get by if you're different. If you're different as a comedian, it's a real asset. Yeah, although there are the people that, you know, I hear all the time, well, he wouldn't be working if he wasn't in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of bullshit because, you know, you get away with the gimmick for maybe a minute mm-hmm. or two, but to do, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, you gotta be funny. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really 
Uh, I mean, they they would say that about me too. It's like the only reason that you made it is because you're Korean, and it's like, oh, yeah. well, there's not really a lot of Korean comic. I mean, there's a few now, but yeah, but it's never, you know, I I, I don't understand. It's never like what got me anywhere. I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's certainly jealousy. People get jealous and but they but it's not a gimmick it's it's like who we are yeah it's not like you're like yeah. what can i do to you <laughs> yeah but, but that's what people may not realize about com comics and comedy is there's a, a lot of amazingly wonderful people but there's this small subsection of the shittiest horrible most horrible nasty fucking evil bitter people that that your success somehow takes away from them and it's like no it's just Somebody else's success means that people are getting something. Right. It's not taken away from anybody, but they have to have find an excuse like, oh, well, you're only because of this or you're only because of that. It's like, well, I, you know, well, why do you worry about other people? Why don't you worry about your own? Act? They're the people that always have the worst act and the worst attitude. And they're just so and they never go anywhere because they're so purely evil and rotten that they never concentrate on anything but being pissed off about somebody else. Yeah, there's a lot of bitterness in comedy and, and maybe in all you know maybe because I've been in comedy for so long that that's all I know but it's probably in all aspects of life but these just these comics and the worst is now because they can get online and they can and they can bitch about stuff too and it's yeah. just like it, nobody else's success takes away from anything you could do no and um, but there I think there's a lot of bitterness in the arts in general did you try any other art, art sort of art forms before you did comedy or did you no. stick with this only I did, did comedy yeah yeah did you do do you act do you do acting stuff ever um, I did an episode of Baywatch oh what you do well that's cool <laughs> what did you do what did you do and basically I played myself mm -hmm. a comedian in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. They wrote the episode for me. I love it. That was kind of cool. I think it's really cool. And Christopher Titus just wrote a movie. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be in. Oh, wow. That's right. It's about disabled cops. <laughs> yeah. That should be a blast. I think that sounds good. I think that sounds really good. Now, what is your, um, is that the right thing? What is your disability? What yeah. is that? What is it? Cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. And what is it exactly? What is it? Well, in my, basically it's like a brain injury. Mm -hmm. Like the brain works fine and the body works fine. But the messages between the brain and the body are screwed up. Mm -hmm. So, in this case, you can blame the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, um, do you, so when you're, you're so it's, it's, it's something you're born with? Yeah. So you've always, you've always had that? Yeah. In my case, my mother died mm -hmm. giving birth to me. There's mm -hmm. a lack of oxygen called the brain injury. Oh, I see. And then, um, so then what is that, uh, is it a kind of a um, thing that you are, did you get treat? you get treat treated for it or you're just, you just, you're just in your body, you just live? Yeah. I had therapy, you know, like when I was young to 
learn how to deal with being disabled. Mm-hmm. But like I'm not on medication right. or anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then you um then you have have you used a walker before? So you, you d- yes, definitely I use walkers and do you still use them now? Once in a while. Mm-hmm. I've been in two car accidents. So like I had a broken leg and a broken ankle on top of everything. Oh, else. that's hard. Yeah, so and then getting older. Mm-hmm. I'll be fifty. That's great, though. You look so young. Are you you're Sagittarius then? Yeah. When's your birthday? December 19th. Oh, okay. I think that's Ray Fine's birthday. Uh, <laughs> cool. It's going to be a blowout then. <laughs> oh, Let's yeah. have a joint party. Did, did you find being funny and being having a great sense of humor helped you, especially dealing with other people and everything growing up too? Yeah, I think it was the common denominator, you know. I wasn't just the disabled guy. I was the funny guy. Mm-hmm. So that did help. Did you go to um, like? Um, did you go to school with um, other kids with cerebral palsy? No, I didn't. Um, I grew up in a small farming town here in Colorado, mm-hmm. so there wasn't. Like a special school, mm-hmm. but luckily I didn't really need it. Yeah. Either. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a smart guy. It's not. It, it's just. Um. You know. It's just differently abled. You know, it's differently abled. Right. It's not like you. I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you think about um the way that we do put to, to people that are, have different abilities so kind of like put them aside in society in a different place. Do you think we should just all be together? I think everybody should just be together. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if they need, like, special help, but you can do that, like, for part of the day. Yeah. You know, but to do it, like, 24-7, I think it takes away from their experience as well as mm-hmm. anyone else. Yeah, it's really isolating. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think it's 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 exciting. I would love to see um you do a show with young like to an audience of younger people who all, you know, have cerebral palsy. That would be a cool thing. Like do you ever do anything like that? Yes, I do. And now they're all after my job. I know, cuz I bet they'd be inspired. Because it's it is it like either there are they inspired or do people get offended? Do you have that element too? What's funny is that the majority of the people that get offended are not actually affected. Like they don't have cerebral palsy or a family member. They just think that it politically incorrect right. and I shouldn't do that right know? I mean it be, but it, it, that's such a, the, the fact that you're doing what you're doing is such a great statement of power and you know it's it's an empowering thing as opposed to 
that weird politically correct idea that you should like people sometimes they say to me like oh you shouldn't do impressions of asian people because that's racist but it's like well that's it's I, i'm not doing an impression of an asian person I, i'm actually just portraying my family right so exactly. but they're like well why why does your mom talk like that why can't she talk like <laughs> normal and i'm like because she's not normal because exactly. <laughs> she just is well she's just who she is but there's that politically correct idea that we somehow have to normalize ourselves or um make it palatable or to not offend i mean i don't know like yeah. from from watching you like i found your comedy to be very liberating and actually very empowering and not offensive at all even though you do get pretty blue you can get really pretty dirty oh yeah <laughs> okay and i think that disarm people yeah because they're like wow he just said fuck he's <laughs> one of us yeah but you that's know. it. They want to keep you in that box of like, oh, he's just going to go up there and be sweet and nice and we're going to pity him. And it's like, no, this fucking guy is hilarious and he's funny and he's going to talk about anything that anybody else is going to talk about. But they, they seem like they got to keep you in like one kind of box of like he's only going to be that. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's funny is I had a guy about a year ago say, I can't stand to watch you. And I sat down with him, and, like, he hadn't really watched my show. Like, he tuned me out mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. And I had him watch a video, and he was cracking up. And I was like, this is the same thing you supposedly saw me do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's hypocritical. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's a great, I think it's a great example for people to see you and and a great example of, you know, just power and triumph. And I think it's, it's got to be inspiring. I mean, do you, do you have um, kids who like, I want to be just like you do have people that are just like, want to, you know, Roll in your tracks, or oh, yeah. in a, your a real a real role model. Yeah, you're exactly. a role model. Yeah. But what, what what I mean? Do you have that like definitely? Like a t-shirt. Role yeah, model. A role I'm model. a role model. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Actually, my t-shirt has the handicap symbol holding a beer. <laughs> and it says, That's how I roll. Yeah. yeah. I love it. But yes, I do have kids. The and parents who have written to me and said, you know, we saw your show and this inspired my child or myself to do what I do. Yeah. Like one woman with cerebral palsy is actually a doctor now. That's incredible. I don't know if I really want you're doing surgery on me, but it's cool that, you know, I inspired her in some way on her journey. That's great. It's really great. I love it. That's going to make it really worthwhile if you hear from the parents of somebody, and it gives them such hope. Oh, yeah. Some, some parent out there. And it's cool because I always get those emails out to some crappy gig where 
you know, it's like, why am I doing this? And then I'll see something like that, and it kind of grounds me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's empowering. I mean, and it's always after the worst shows. Oh, yeah. You know? But it's. I think that's it's for a reason, I guess. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, what do you think... What do you think about you doing now? What do you want to do? What is your what is your dream? Well, I'd like to maybe do some more acting, mm-hmm. you know, and not always the token roles. And that's what's hard, you know, because every time people write in someone, with a wheelchair, it tends to be the same old thing. Mm-hmm. Like back when touched by an angel. Was oh, all, yeah, 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 totally. You know, it's always the inspirational story, but it would be cool to have just a normal role mm-hmm. sometime. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, yeah, like that's like for me, like um, I, y- you know, never really get to play like the lead in anything. I'm always like the the best friend oh, or yeah. like the, you know, the assistant or mm-hmm. like the kind of like um, there's trouble in Chinatown. Oh, yeah. You know, there's never th- th- there's never just you can't just exist within the frame of whatever's happening of the story. You have to have a justification for like the main character's got to learn a lesson. <laughs> or something. Yeah, exactly. And it would be great to just kind of be Unlike who we the are. Ghost of comedy past. <laughs> <laughs> something. It's weird. It's weird. But um, do you do like dramatic acting? Have you ever done like a drama role, like a serious role? I haven't. That would be cool yeah. to see you in. It would be. Yeah. Maybe a murderer. <laughs> it um, could be something really dark. You know me too well. <laughs> kill some, kill somebody. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. I always wanted to kill somebody, but I don't think I ever have like in a in a movie. I've 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 been killed a few times. What'd you get killed in? Uh, I got killed in a movie. Um, Janine Garofalo shot me in a movie uh, called Sweethearts uh, in 1996 or seven. Something like that. I kind of remember when you were doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever yeah. seen that. Yeah, uh, I uh, uh, I was a long time ago. So that, and then I was killed in uh, the Doom Generation, which is a sort of very very gory Greg Araki film with Rose McGowan. Um, I forgot who killed me. I think it may have been Rose McGowan <laughs> or yeah. James Duvall. I don't know. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I oh, and I was um, uh, I I I kick. I did a roundhouse kick to uh, Alexander Nivola's head. In uh, Face Off, <laughs> I uh, didn't do it myself, but I had a, I had a stunt double do it, so it was very it was very cool to watch though. So I want to see you uh, kill somebody in a movie. That would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I will look into that. And then, like, where can people? Um, are you on on? So you on Twitter? Do you, where can yes, people find I'm, you? I'm on Twitter at Laugh Roll, L A U G H R O L L. Okay. And then I've got a Facebook fan page. Okay. Also. Do you do a lot of um, like connecting with, with fans and people online like that? Yes, I do. That's great. Chris has jokes every day. 
He has new jokes all mm-hmm. the time. Online? Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's great. Because some people get online and bitch about this and that, whatever. Chris has always got a joke. I mean, it's, 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 that's awesome. You know, you got it. But you, you know, that, that's sort of, it's fun. You have a lot of jokes too. You always have new jokes. Oh, yeah. He's, he's so good. He's good. I mean, it's, it's fun to do. I never, almost never have jokes. I'm just like retweeting your jokes or somebody's that's, that's jokes. That's all right. Yeah. But it's just, you know, but it's just, it's good, especially if it's a topical thing and you just want to get it out there. Oh, yeah. Just get it out and do it. Yeah. A lot of time. Like if you're not doing a show that night, the joke is gone by yeah. the time. Right. It has that like shelf life. Yeah, yeah. it has a short, it's short times time that you can do it. What do you ever like do stuff? Do you do stuff with the audience? Like talk to the audience and stuff too? Yes, I do. It's fun. Uh, yeah, and it also breaks down that wall if I'm not just some guys. That you know, they fed a script to. Right. Because I've heard people yell at club owners, how dare you make him do that? Oh, no. No. We're paying. Yeah. There was one lady that was bawling, saying, I can't believe they're laughing at him. Oh. And the club manager was like, if they don't laugh at him, we don't pay. <laughs> we don't book him back. Oh. That's that, but I, I, I think that's great. Crazy. Like, but it's great. Like, you're, <laughs> you're able to just do what you do. And I mean, that that's probably very rare when that happens when oh, somebody's yeah. like really doesn't get it to that point. Right. But yeah. they're the people that don't get comedy anyway. No. There are some people that just don't understand it. I, I will get no. a I get it hasn't happened in a while. I'll get an email every now and then from somebody like, We're thinking about coming to your show, are we gonna be offended? Mm-hmm. And I always almost write back like, You are. You're go- you're gonna be offended because you're already looking to be offended. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know. No. And I understand some people are like, well, we're coming with our mother or our grandmother, and is it gonna be a raunchy dirt? And you know, but I don't know what offends some people. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are just they're just never gonna be comfortable because they're always waiting like when somebody gonna say. Because comedy used to be you'd go there not to necessarily be offended, but to maybe be a bit challenged. Yeah. Like exactly. you'll hear something that maybe is it maybe I don't agree with that, but I I know now people are feeling like. Oh well, that's not funny to me at all because I don't believe that. Where it's like they, they used to be that open mind of like I want to hear something that's maybe 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 and 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 nobody nobody doesn't deserve to to, to not be offended a little bit if I said that grammatically right. But. No, but you want you want I like want to ride that edge of like people going I don't know if I should laugh at this and that's kind of the best way to do comedy is it's like uh, make people unsure. Yeah, I do a joke about. The day after Thanksgiving being Black Friday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. didn't we already give them February? <laughs> and people, they laugh, but then they're like, did he really say that? <laughs> did he really mean that? Yeah. And it's like, of course not, but it's nice to write that line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think we do get, in a way, we get permission. I think for myself, anyway, I know, like, being a woman, being Asian, being queer, being um, all these different kind of minorities, 
I can get away with stuff because there you you do can get sort of an identity because I'm not you know I'm not white I'm not a man there right. there's there's that I'm not straight so there's a lot of leeway that I get just in society do you oh, feel like yeah. you get some like you get you get some because I'm the person that would be offended oh yeah because I'm like the I don't know, whatever. That well, you, yeah. you are basically the subject of most of the jokes. Yes. To, to a degree. To a the degree. The homophobic, misogynistic shit that's out there sometimes. Yeah. So it's good. Don't, but don't you right. think that that's... It's yeah. true. We get away with a lot. I get the same because being Mexican mm-hmm. and in a wheelchair, you know, it's kind of like my revenge or whatever... Yeah. I mean, it's really not, but they look at it like, okay, it's his turn. Yeah, uh, but we you, we get away with a lot more because of who we are, and right. it's, a, it's a good thing. Yeah. I like it. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Well, thank you. Chris Fonseca, what is it? Uh, your, your Twitter is at? Laugh Roll. At Laugh Roll. And you can you can find him on Facebook, Chris Fonseca. You can find him on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you're always around doing shows everywhere. People yeah. should see you. It, it's really great to see you. I'm glad that you came tonight. Thanks so much for well, coming. Thank you. Thank you. We, we haven't seen each other for so long, and you have yeah. not changed at all. You look great. You either. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, you can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you? At Jimmy Shelter. You can tweet us both at Monsters of Talk. We are on SoundCloud.com. We are um, on iTunes. You can subscribe. Um, we uh, love our listeners. And we've got we, a whole bunch of shows. You can go back and listen to the, if you're just new, there's a bunch of shows to go listen to. Uh, amazing guests. So many great guests like Chris Fonseca. And um, all, you know, we had Joan Rivers on. We had Billy Bragg on. We have. Um, uh, all rock stars, we have comedians, we have all sorts of people, but we were so glad that we had you. So thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. And we will talk to you next time.